Peace be with you in Jesus' name. Jesus, the man who is God and the God who is man, speaks with authority and wisdom. He is the truest and most trustworthy of prophets. He can see God saving us from the hardest and most impossible things. He can see us celebrating with him the complete revealing of God's glory. And so we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were fashioned. All the nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Alleluia. Jesus tells us that in all of human history, the most central and important thing to know is the salvation and victory that is ours in the kingdom of God. As our hearts are prone to wander, we need to hear Jesus assure us of the certainty of God's good and gracious will for us. And so in our confession, we pray, Merciful God, our Father, we confess our weakness and sin. Help us to see and understand that because of the power that is in Christ Jesus and his victory, we can have the confidence and hope to always be looking toward your deliverance. And Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Upon this, your confession of need, I announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us pray, Lord Jesus, you have promised that at the end of time you will appear in glory to gather us to you. By your Holy Spirit, give us trust in you, even in the face of hardships and challenges. May we never lose the hope in you. Our Christ will sustain us until you return on the last day with the Father and the Holy Spirit in worship and glory now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate Jesus, our great prophet, we turn to the word of God first from the prophet Daniel, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, 
some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of this scroll until the time of the end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the 13th chapter, beginning at verse 1. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? And Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, O Christ.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As Jesus and his disciples strolled out of the temple, the grandeur of the place was impressive. This was the central place in the spiritual life of an entire nation and people. It had been 46 years in the making. Some of the white stones in its walls were absolutely huge, 37 feet wide, 18 feet long. Like gawking, wide-eyed tourists, the disciples exclaimed, if they had cameras, they'd be pointing them, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. What would Jesus say? He is the Son of the living God. He is and was and always will be. What would Jesus say to them? He is the same one who a thousand years before this had spoken to King Solomon. King Solomon, who had just prayed that he might build a place for God to dwell among his people. And God answered, I have heard the prayer and plea that you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple, which you have built, by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. From the heavens, God had then watched as this great temple through history had been knocked down and built back up a couple of times. And Jesus, the great prophet of the future, can now already see that these great stone blocks will be tumbled again. Do you see all these great buildings, Jesus replied. Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Jesus had spoken so definitively and with such assurance about the future. As Jesus left the temple with Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, Jesus could probably feel the curiosity growing in his disciples. They walked down out of the great city into the valley below. And then slowly they began to climb up the other side onto the Mount of Olives. From the height of this mountain, there is a magnificent view of the city of Jerusalem and especially of the temple and its great white stone. Sitting there with Jesus on the side of the mountain, they just had to ask him, When, Jesus, when? When will these things happen? Well, no true prophet of God has ever really been especially interested in pinning down the exact timing of anything. That's kind of just in our human nature. Now, Jesus, the greatest of all the prophets, 
has only one thing in mind, and everything he will choose to share is about this one thing in the future. He wants all those who will hear him to expect the unfolding of God's most compelling purpose for all of human history, the victory of God's love over and above all things must be made known to all the world in every time and in every place. And Jesus, the great prophet, knew as he sat on the side of the mountain looking over at the city of Jerusalem, he knew that all this was about to begin. Now he wants these men sitting with him on the Mount of Olives, looking out over the walls of Jerusalem. He wants them to believe one thing about the future above all else. God's love is really the only thing that will ever really matter. Jesus says to these men, there may be wars and earthquakes, famines and all sorts of challenges, but in all of these moments, only God's love will really matter. Jesus, the greatest of all prophets, does not need to be proved right by making some impressive and precise prediction. Jesus only wants what he is about to do in Jerusalem to live on in every future moment of human history. He knows that in the end, nothing else will matter. Jesus, the great prophet of the future, here now on just a mountainside with a few friends, speaks with messianic authority. He is the Christ. He is the anointed one sent from the Father in heaven. Jesus alone in all the universe can now make a sacrifice that will open the floodgates of God's love for all people, for all time and for all eternity. And Jesus will do this in this exact place that they are looking out at across this valley. After what Jesus will do, no one is going to need any temple or building to know the love of God. His spirit will be alive in the world. And Jesus tells these men, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, yes, indeed, in the future, hard things will happen. He tells them about a few of them. He says there will be lies and deceptions that will seep into things like a phantom mist in the night. Jesus says there will be endless conflicts 
among the brotherhood and family of man. Jesus tells them the earth is going to wear out. But, he says, in all of what will be in the future, the love of God will be triumphant and victorious. The great prophet Jesus speaks to us about this higher purpose that is at the very center of everything in the future. As he speaks with authority at the same time, Jesus understands how we can feel about the future. With so many unknowns ahead, we can easily worry and wonder about what will come. When Jesus would sit down with his disciples, he made it a distinct point of his teaching to tell us how to step past our anxiety and our worry. He said, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Do not worry. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The great prophet of the future invites us to take our peace in this, the greatest purpose of God. This, he says, will still and quiet your mind. Jesus, the prophet, could see what was coming for these men sitting with him on the Mount of Olives. He told them, when you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry about what to say. Just say what is given, because my Holy Spirit will be with you. It was such a beautiful view from the top of this mountain. In a way, Jesus was telling these men, this, this is where we will always be together. We will have this view from high above. Looking across the valley at the walls of Jerusalem, Jesus, the prophet of the future, could already see us here today wandering into the unknowns of any given day. And he invites us up onto this mountainside with him. And he points out behind the walls of Jerusalem. And he says, there, can you see it? That, that, there, that is where they will crucify me. This is where I will destroy the power of sin and darkness. And there he says, can you see it? Can you see that little garden there? That is where I will be buried. And then the world will wait. But only for three days, because then the angels will come and they will stand right there and they will remove the stone. And I will walk out into the light of a new day, the day of victory over death, the day of triumph over all that you fear about the future. 
Jesus, the prophet, knew that he could speak with this authority. In the light of his resurrection victory, he has commanding authority. He has moral and righteous authority to speak to the world today. He has eternal authority to speak over all things. And now he speaks to you. Come up on this mountain, he says. Stay here with me. High above all things. Isn't this a wonderful view? Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and faithful Father, we worship you and praise you and celebrate you that you have sent us your Son, Jesus, to speak to us of the future. Give us faith and hope and trust, confidence to stand firm and take our courage and have peace in the great purpose of your victorious love. For all that will come today and forever, may we be so blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Let us pray in the name of Jesus our Lord, confident that our redemption is drawing near. Lord God, as we wait for the day of our Savior's return, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit. May we not grow weary in our hope and faith. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Loving God, your Son Jesus, is the inspiration we need to be servants for your great love. Bless us in your love to be servants for our family and friends. May we ever be gracious and generous and forgiving. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song. He has done marvelous things.
Caring God, as we grow in years, ever increase our faith with the confidence of your constant presence and love. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. And God of all strength, we pray your wisdom and goodness for those who lead us. You are all-powerful, so we ask that you would stretch out your arm to protect those who serve and protect us. Grant them courage, strength, and integrity. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Almighty God, you are our keeper, our shade, and our right-hand strength. We humbly ask that you would bless and abide with those who especially need your care. Grant them health and restoration according to your gracious will. We ask, Lord, that you would heal the nations. In all things, comfort us in knowing that you are healer, guardian, and, guardian and keeper of life. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. And Father, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Lord God, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, confident that for the sake of Jesus, you hear and answer our prayers. And Father, we thank you that for today and forever you have taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us your Spirit to lead and guide us. Strengthen us with the wisdom of your Spirit, and bless us with hope and faith as we await the victorious coming of Jesus our Lord. Keep us steadfast throughout our journey on earth and bring us at last to the glory of your kingdom, where perfect joy abounds eternally. This we ask through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you favor and give you peace. Amen.